On today's Winning Cures Everything, the new Big Ten commissioner hire brings up some valid questions. The ACC re-ups their commissioner. Is Colorado moving to the Big 12? What's going on with the Pac-12? USC, of course, hires a big name. We've got some interesting spring games this weekend and a whole lot more. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. You're listening to Winning Cures Everything. Game day, baby. Wake up or get out. Here's your host. A confident young man. A superb athlete. Gary Seegers. Happy Friday. Welcome back to Winning Cures Everything. Of course, powered by BetUS, where we talk college football news and rumors all year round. I'm Gary Seegers. You can follow me on Twitter at GaryWCE. And this is the Friday, April 14th edition of the show. It's season eight, episode 24. Now, if you're watching on YouTube, first, thank you. And if you would, so kindly, hit that like button. And whether you're watching or listening to the show, uh, hit subscribe for the podcast and YouTube so you never miss the latest tales from the college football universe. Now, let me go ahead and start with this. To those that have been asking why I am sometimes late on news, uh, if, if you've been around for a while, you know. Okay, I have two other jobs. I am a husband. I am a father. I put in a lot of time and effort into this channel and podcast. Uh, but during the slower months, like I'm going to hit on stuff when I feel like I can add something to the conversation. Like for a lot of this stuff, there's not a lot to add sometimes. Like during the season, I'm going to have three podcasts per week. Uh, right now, I'm just making sure that I've got one and sometimes two per week uh, because you don't want to listen to me ramble about Texas A&M's third string linebackers. There's guys at Texas A&M for that. Like in May, I'm going to start, or at least I'm planning to start knocking out conference previews. We got a couple things in the works over here. Might have a new studio, all kind of stuff. So we'll we'll see. But either way, make sure that you are subscribed and be on the lookout for that. All right, we got notes. Uh, first, BetUS NFL Draft betting preview on the BetUS TV YouTube channel. That's on Wednesday, April 19th. I'm hosting with uh, Corby Craig and Kyle Provient. Make sure and tune into that next week. Um, yeah, it's Wednesday, April 19th, and if I'm not mistaken, I think it's 1 o'clock Eastern, so noon Central. So make sure and tune in on that. It's the BetUS TV YouTube channel. Uh, also, the Winning Cures Everything live stream for the NFL Draft. Myself, Chris Giannini, the Westlot Pirates boys. Uh, it's going to be Thursday, April 27th. Make sure it is on your calendar. Get you a couple of few, uh, excuse me, get you a few cool snacks and, uh, and be ready to laugh your way through the first round of the NFL Draft with us. All right. We got things to discuss. Let's start off with topic number one here. And of course, 
It's a one-man operation. Got to write down the times. On Wednesday, the Big Ten announced that they have hired a former MLB and TV executive Tony Petiti as their seventh conference commissioner. Now, I'll go ahead and admit I was wrong on this. My gut instinct was that the Big Ten presidents wanted to get away from the kind of commissioner they had before in Kevin Warren and get back to somebody that was more versed in the world of college sports, like especially now that the television deal is you know, locked up for the next, what, seven years or so. I expected someone like a, a current or former AD, you know, like current ACC commissioner, former Northwestern AD, Jim Phillips. And we'll, we'll get to him in a minute. Don't worry. Uh, Petiti won't officially take over until May 15th, but his first order of business is obviously going to be getting acquainted with the others at the upcoming college football playoff expansion meeting. And then it's getting to work in the Big Ten finalizing all the media rights deals that were announced last August. Uh, and you can read Nicole Auerbach's story over at the, uh, over at the Athletic about that. Uh, he's got to familiarize himself with all the current Big Ten presidents and ADs. He's got to work on the L.A. market. And, of course, he has to onboard USC and UCLA soon. Uh, likely has to work with other commissioners on this NIL mess. There's a whole lot more. He's got a lot on his plate. So now that we understand what he has to do, the question is, of course, what does this hire mean for the Big Ten? Uh, what it tells me is that the Big Ten is not comfortable just sitting at 16 teams. Just getting the one massive TV deal is not enough. You can't just rest on your laurels at this point, right? Petiti helped create the BCS. He is the former COO of Major League Baseball. He is the former president of sports and entertainment at Activision Blizzard, which for those of you that are not versed in the gaming world, uh, first off, I understand, but that's a video game holding company uh, it's responsible for, like, Call of Duty, Guitar Hero, Warcraft, Tony Hawk, you know, all the skateboarding games and whatnot, etc. Uh, and if you don't think it's that big of a deal, the company signed multi-year deals with Disney and Google to broadcast their eSports leagues. Like, the Pac-12 right now can't even get a deal done. They got a deal done for eSports. On top of that, if you don't think video games are a big deal, you know that billion-dollar contract that the Big Ten just signed? Activision Blizzard brought in $7.53 billion in revenue in 2022. So Petiti, he's been around way bigger fish than Big Ten presidents. The guy was head of MLB Network after helping create CBS Sports Network back in 20, uh, excuse me, 2008, I think it was. Uh, he was responsible for acquiring and scheduling ABC Sports programming before that. Like The guy knows his way around the sports television universe. He's been involved with Super Bowls, the World Series, like all this good stuff. And now... His job is to run the Big Ten. Now, if the Big Ten had hired somebody like Jim Phillips, I could absolutely see them just sitting back, getting comfortable with the two new schools from L.A., collecting checks over the course of the upcoming TV contract. Does Petiti try to push the CFP to 16 teams? Remember, Ohio State AD Gene Smith talked openly about the fact that 16 is right there, and apparently it's hard to ignore. Like they, We just moved this thing to 12, and he was already talking 16. The CFP in 2024 and 25 is set at 12 teams. Does he try to push to 16 for the next iteration of the contract? Yeah, you got more games for more television providers? More money, more playoff teams for the Big Ten? Uh, Petiti has connections and experience as a television executive. They'll have to renegotiate the Big Ten contract if the conference decides to expand again. So this is something else to bring up. I am expecting a huge push from Petiti and NBC to get Notre Dame into the conference. as you know, The Irish's media rights are coming up in 2025. Uh, it was reported last August that Notre Dame wants $75 million a year for their rights, but they're expected to get around $60 million. 
Petiti and Irish AD Jack Swarbrick both worked in law before moving into their careers. I would imagine that if, if we do enough digging, those two have probably been involved in the same circles. So, if Petiti and NBC are able to get Notre Dame to join the conference, they're not just going to sit at 17 teams. The question then becomes, do they jump to 20? Uh, there's still a lot of time before this happens, but at, at this point, I'm not looking for the Big Ten to make any major moves until Notre Dame decides what they're going to do about their media rights. But after that, if they do succeed in bringing in Notre Dame, the question becomes whether ACC teams are more valuable than Oregon and Washington, and if so, which ones? Uh, uh, the other question would be, would the Big Ten be willing to wait until 2036 to move with the ACC schools, or would they want something sooner and end up rolling with the Pac-12 options due to the ACC grant of rights? Based on Petiti's experience, this hire does lead to more questions about you know innovation inside the conference, along with expansion possibilities, because I don't think anybody believes that they just hired this guy if they're just going to sit still. All right. Winning Cures Everything is brought to you by BetUS with fast payouts, fantastomer, fantastomer. Guys, I'm having a rough Friday here. <laughs> uh, with fast payouts, fantastic customer service, a myriad of options to bet on, and an easy-to-use layout, it's easy to see why it's been America's favorite online sportsbook for nearly 30 years. Right now, BetUS is going to give you 50 bucks to play with with no deposit required just by signing up using the link in the description. Take advantage of the deal. Get signed up over at BetUS, where the game begins. And also, let me toss in here another reminder. Go make sure that you are subscribed to the BetUS TV YouTube channel. I, I am on there every week. So go ahead and make sure that you are subscribed over there. All right. Moving right along. Before the Big Ten announced the hiring of Tony Petiti as their new commissioner, the ACC announced a three-year contract extension for current commissioner Jim Phillips. And that means that he will remain with the conference through 2029. Now, that is still seven years before their grant of rights is up. I will admit, I believed Phillips was the safe, you know, opposite of Kevin Warren hire that the Big Ten would want to make. Uh, but it's not like the ACC has just been running smoothly, right? The bigger brands in the conference are clearly looking for holes in the grant of rights, so they can try to latch on with either the SEC or the Big Ten. Uh, Phillips has been vocally old school when talking about the importance of academics, you know, paired with college athletics on topics involving NIL, etc. Uh, he was Northern Illinois' AD from 2004 through 2008. He was the AD at Northwestern from 08 until 2021 when he took over as ACC commissioner. So he has worked in higher education for, you know, two decades now. The Pac-12, Big 12, and Big 10, they all brought in entertainment executives to guide them into the future. Now, some of those are obviously going better than others. <coughs> Klyovkov. Uh, I I'm going to be very curious to see where this goes in the future. Like, My questions are, does Phillips have the ability to get creative with finding new revenue generators for the conference? Does he have the contacts and the rapport with ESPN to find a way to maybe redo their current contract? Like, I'm, I'm curious if he's got anything up his sleeve or if this is just going to be status quo because, hey, we've got you guys locked into a contract and this is just what we're going to be. I, I'm very, very curious. All right. On the other side, we're going to talk about the possibility of Colorado heading to the Big 12, the latest in the Pac-12 negotiations. Cliff Kingsbury is joining USC and more. Let's check out some things you should know about. 
Every Tuesday and Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern, expert game analysis only on the BetUS TV College football channel. If you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, or whatever's your favorite podcast app. And if your app allows it, leave a five-star written review. Visit the Winning Cures Everything web store to get all kinds of football shirts, hats, hoodies, mugs, and more. Visit winningcureseverything.com slash store to see what all we've added. And now, back to the show. Watch Colorado. That's what you've all heard for the last couple of days, whether it's Bruce Feldman and Steve, uh, Steve Stuart Mandel talking about the possibility, or uh, Orand and Marshand saying to watch Colorado as a school that could potentially join the Big 12. People that swore no Pac-12 teams were going to leave to join the Big 12 are now backtracking, all because of a few sources believing that something could be in the works between the Buffs and Brett Yormark. Now, the Board of Regents have scheduled a meeting for Monday, April 17th. Yes, I know the AD Rick George tweeted out that there is no truth to the rumor that they are voting on leaving the Pac-12, but notice what he didn't say. He didn't say that they are not going to talk about the possibility. Uh, they're, they're just not voting to leave on Monday. Like in the state of Colorado, it has to be brought to the public before it can be put to a vote. So all George did was put to bed the idea that they could leave for the Big 12 on Monday. Now, the agenda items detail uh, was released this morning, and it says, quote, the board will discuss the following matter as announced and pursuant to the subsection as listed below. Legal advice on a specific matter, dash athletics matter. Now, what that really means, who knows? Uh, but it is incredibly similar to the exact same agenda uh, note that they had for the meeting back in 2010 before they left for the Pac-12. And athletics matter for a especially uh, called private meeting, certainly, I would imagine, is worth investigating. Now, let's go ahead and address this whole but Gary, Colorado has been awful, and Dion's not going to be long or not going to be there very long anyway if he wins. I get all of it. All right. The Big 12 and your mark are looking at this as an opportunity to have multiple teams that can play late games throughout the season. They cannot rely on BYU to be the only team in the conference that can fill a late night window for ESPN and or Fox. This is creating value. You don't have to have great teams to get a decent rating in that late slot. You just need a big enough name in a decent enough game. So what we have right now is really a, a lack of information and just some rumblings spreading through college football media that there's potential for Colorado and the other name that we've heard is potentially Arizona to leave the Pac-12 for the Big 12. And, and what makes the move easier for these schools is the fact that from what I've read, there's no buyout once the grant of rights is up in 2024. It's why USC and UCLA were able to split for the Big 10. Uh, there's no buyout like we saw with Texas and Oklahoma, right? They wanted to leave early. It cost them uh, an arm and a leg. In prior realignments, like when Maryland and Rutgers joined the Big Ten, it was in the middle of a contract. Maryland had to pay a big buyout to the ACC, et cetera. From what I can tell, and you, you guys can correct me if, if you know better, but there would be no penalty for leaving the Pac-12 uh, after the, the 2023 season. Now, while the Board of Regents meeting Monday night is private, you can bet People are going to be holding their breath, waiting to see what is said and what topics are discussed. For now, though, we wait. All right, so let's let's move into the latest with the Pac-12. And it's just a mess. It's just a mess. 
All right, so what's the latest with the Pac-12 besides the idea that Colorado could be leaving, which would just open up a seat for San Diego State, right? Last week, we talked about the CW wanting to get into the live sports business, although we're not certain whether or not that would be a successful venture. Uh, Hosting live sports on a channel that's never done it, you don't know how people are going to... People are used to clicking on CBS and NBC and whatnot for their sports. We'll see what the changeover, if they do something with the CW, what that would mean. Uh, but it's not like they don't have access to it. I mean, that, those channels are available everywhere. Per Dennis Dodd's latest CBS Sports article, uh, and this one's titled, Pac-12 discusses small package of games with the CW as it competes with major leagues for TV dollars. The Pac-12 has 65 to 70 games per year to sell, but they don't have many bidders. And the rumors uh, for a bit last week were that the CW was the potential linear partner as Fox, NBC, CBS, and even ESPN uh, had been rumored to bail out on the negotiations. Again, All rumors. So the CW was the linear TV rumor until more rumors came out that the CW was only willing to offer 150 to 180 million per year. Ten teams, not including potential expansion candidates. You can do the math. It's 15 to 18 million dollars per school per year. Around half of the Big 12 contract per school. Like that's not good. Basically, they can't do that. It's more than AAC schools, but it's like half as much as the Big 12. Schools would absolutely jump if that is the whole contract. Now, Dodd's article quotes Patrick Craig's. He's a programming expert, media consultant, and former senior vice president with Fox Sports. He said it's just not a market to be a seller of major college sports rights at this particular moment. Uh, And he's not wrong. As we mentioned multiple times before, the rights for the NBA, UFC, uh, WWE, NASCAR, the college football playoff expansion, those are all coming up soon the dollars have dried up with traditional outlets like ESPN, etc. Nick Kahn mentioned this on Marshan and Oran on their podcast before about maybe doing like a shorter deal. And that might make sense for the Pac-12, but who is offering the shorter deal, right? One thing that was mentioned as a positive for the Pac-12 in this article is surprisingly uh, the Pac-12 network's infrastructure. Jim Williams, and again, I've quoted him many times on this show, uh, said basically... They have fiber optics at every one of those campuses. They are wired already. The ability to produce these games is a huge advantage that the conference has in negotiating any deal. That's a huge benefit for whoever it is. If you're CW or ION or any combination of the two, the fact that you don't have to send a production team to wherever is a huge plus. And while he mentioned linear television options there, he also, again, mentioned the possibility of an all-in deal with Apple TV, who also, as I have said on the show before, did an all-in deal with MLS while sublicensing some of those games to Fox, which takes care of your linear exposure that the conference presidents have spoken so publicly as a necessity. And so I would recommend reading this story. It's over at CBSSports.com. Pay attention to some of the things that Crakes and Williams talk about. Other notes from the article include Crakes stating uh, that Oregon State, Washington State would go from 650 to 800,000 viewers on FS1, and that would drop to like 250 to 500,000 on a streamer which is a big problem for the Pac-12, uh, while also stating that he, he still thinks that the Pac-12 gets a deal done with ESPN or some other established linear partner, as he doesn't see a lot of value in the Big 12 expanding with Pac-12 schools at present. Now, I, I will agree to disagree with him on that one right now uh, because it's about a grander plan, but, but I do somewhat understand where he's coming from. Uh, the end of the article, you know, Dodd nailed the point here. He, the Pac-12 is trapped in a point where the sports media rights bubble has burst. Cord cutting is making people be a lot more careful about their spending. And 
we're not just talking about regular Joe Schmo, right? We're talking about the executives and whatnot, what they are capable of spending uh, because you don't just have constant money rolling in because the average consumer is not just throwing money at ESPN all the time. Like, this all comes down to, for the Pac-12, how much linear TV exposure they're willing to give up uh, for the money that the schools need to stay competitive while also keeping schools from jumping ship. I mean, it's it's an absolute mess. So I, I can't wait to see what's going to happen here. Uh, I don't ask much of you guys that watch the show, but if you would, so kindly, hit that like button for me. It looks like this. And make sure that you are subscribed to the channel. Now, this is a one-man operation. You guys know that. So every podcast review, every like, every subscribe, every time you share the show out or tell your friends about it, that really helps me out. Along with, you know, obviously picking up something from the uh, from the merch store. So that would certainly, certainly help me out if you guys could do that. Uh, let's see. Okay. Let's talk about Cliff Kingsbury. Former Arizona Cardinals and Texas Tech coach Cliff Kingsbury is joining Lincoln Riley's USC staff as an offensive analyst. Now, he was hired as the OC at USC by Clay Helton uh, following the 2018 season before taking the job as a head coach with the NFL's Cardinals. Now, it's been reported that Kingsbury is going to work with the Trojans quarterback group, uh, which includes, of course, Heisman Trophy winner Caleb Williams and incoming freshman phenom Malachi Nelson. Riley and Kingsbury have coached four of the last nine Heisman Trophy winners. Uh, Johnny Manziel, Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, and Caleb Williams, not to mention the two starting quarterbacks from, uh, let's see, uh, we are going to get rid of that, uh, not to mention the two starting quarterbacks from last year's Super Bowl, and that's uh, Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts. Now, Kingsbury was 35-40 and 40 at Texas Tech, despite having Patrick Mahomes, uh, who passed for uh, over 5,000 yards in just 12 games back in 2016. Uh, and he went 28-37-1 and as coach of the Arizona Cardinals, which was highlighted by an 11-6 and record in a playoff appearance in 2021, uh, with Kyler Murray making his second Pro Bowl appearance, and then ended terribly. I think he went 4-9 and uh, in his last season before he was fired. Uh, but this, him going to USC, that's a win-win for all parties, it would appear. Kingsbury gets to be a senior offensive analyst, not the O.C., He's basically helping coach a quarterback that's already won a Heisman Trophy. Uh, with Lincoln Riley, it's almost a guarantee that the offense is going to look good again. So, of course, it's going to help pad Cliff's resume. And on the USC side, you got another guy that's a dynamo with coaching quarterbacks who Lincoln can bounce ideas off of, along with giving over you know some of the game planning while he takes on more of a CEO approach to the program. You know, maybe, maybe paying a little more attention to whatever Alec Grinch is doing with that defense. Uh, the question now, of course, is whether or not Kingsbury thinks that he wants to move back to college football next year as potentially a head coach, uh, because you know everybody loves a failed NFL coach coming back, right? Uh, you got Saban, you got Matt Rule, uh, Jim Harbaugh, Greg Schiano, Bobby Petrino, Steve Spurrier, etc. cetera. Uh, or if Kingsbury uses this to springboard to an NFL OC position, kind of like Steve Sarkeesian. Sark was an analyst in Alabama. Uh, he was OC for that national championship game, but that one game, and then he bounced to be the OC for the Falcons before he came back to OC for Alabama. And then, of course, you know he is now the head coach of the Texas Longhorns. Now, Cliff is uh, hes only 43 years old. He's still got a long way to go in his coaching career. Uh, I'm curious what this means for him going forward. Does he just stay there one year? Does he end up becoming the OC? Like, there's, there's a lot of questions here. So we'll see what ends up happening. Let's see. 
2024 four-star quarterback Aaron Noland committed to Ohio State. And if you want the truth, I've been a bit shocked at the coverage here. Noland is the number seven quarterback in the class, the number 55 overall player in the latest 247 recruiting rankings. He had offers from Alabama, Clemson, Miami, Oregon, Texas A&M, etc. So it's not like he's a scrub. But there's also a chance that he never starts at Ohio State. Like I think the thing out of this, uh, or I guess the biggest thing out of this, is the fact that by taking Nolan's commitment, the Buckeyes are pretty much signaling that they are not getting Dylan Rayola, the, the number one quarterback in the class. Uh, he was committed there. He decommitted. He, Ohio State, from all I could tell, was still a, a decent option. But it, it, he's either USC or Nebraska at this point. So, uh, we'll close out with this. We got a loaded slate of spring games to pay attention to this weekend, but we also need to watch what ends up happening with the transfer portal, which opens up on Saturday. Now, I'm going to roll through what we're looking for in each spring game. Uh, last week, it wasn't even worth watching the NC State and Auburn ones. Like, it's tough to tell anything based on the weather uh, that those two were having to deal with. Florida uh, was last night, Thursday night, and whew, that offense, guys, Uh Gator fans can say that their new defensive coordinator, Austin Armstrong, has really had an impact early. But that offense was dreadful, guys. I mean, it was awful. All right. But this weekend, weather looks all clear for some of the title contenders. Let's get into what's actually happening. Tonight, we got Cristobal's second Miami team. That one's at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN+. And then you got UCF, SMU, and UTSA all at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time on You might be able to find them streaming somewhere. TCU is on ESPN Plus at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, Saturday, we're moving into that one. And now you're going to start really getting into your your title contenders, right? Ohio State, 12 p.m. on Big Ten Network. Lots of changes going on here. We'll all be looking at what Kyle McCord looks like at quarterback, even though uh, his primary competition, Devin Brown, is out with a finger injury. He he had a procedure done. Uh, But we all are going to want to see what this team looks like because they they lost a good bit of last year's team. Uh, You've got Arkansas and Mississippi State, both on SEC Network Plus at 1 p.m. Eastern time. Both teams should look vastly different, even with a lot of the same returning key players, like the quarterbacks, K.J. Jefferson and Will Rogers. Uh, Razorbacks have a new offensive coordinator and D.C. And uh, Mississippi State, I mean, the Bulldogs are going to look completely different as they change from the late Mike Leach's staff over to Zach Arnett's new vision for the team. Uh, Clemson is on ACC Network at 1 p.m. Eastern time. Garrett Riley takes over as OC, and uh, and Cade Klubnick is QB1. Now, what's this offense going to look like, right? Texas is the next one. Uh, they're on Longhorn Network at 2 p.m. Eastern time. Our first live look at Arch Manning and Sark's offense. Uh, Penn State is on Big Ten Network at 2 p.m. Eastern time. Drew Aller and that talented group of super sophomores, they take the field for the Nittany Lions and James Franklin. North Carolina, they are going to be ACC Network at... Uh, 3 p.m. Eastern. How different does Drake May look in Chip Lindsey's offense? Uh, They lost some dudes, but not a ton. But Phil Longo, of course, headed over to Wisconsin. Uh, Chip Lindsey is not somebody that I would have brought in, but who knows? Who knows what Mac's relationship with Gus Malzahn is? We will will see. Ole Miss, they're on SEC Network at 3 p.m. Eastern time, or SEC Network Plus, excuse me. Uh, So many quarterbacks like is it Spencer Sanders Jackson Dart or Walker Howard that rolls out first for Lane Kiffin's bunch and I'm, I'm kind of curious what kind of impact the new DC Pete Golding has had in the spring so we'll, we'll get to see that down in Oxford USC 
Of course, we were just talking about them with Kingsbury. Uh, they are on Pac-12 Network at 3 p.m. Eastern time. Everyone knows what Caleb Williams can do. Uh, what about the defense? That's the biggest thing from this spring game. How different does the defense look, especially along the line of scrimmage? Florida State, they're on ACC Network Extra at 4 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, this team is ready to roll. There are very few questions. For the most part, uh, we know what this team is. So I, I wouldn't worry with this one too much. Georgia, Georgia is going to be on ESPN 2 at 4 p.m. Eastern time. Who takes over for Stetson Bennett? What does the defense look like this year? There's always pieces leaving for the NFL from Kirby's program. What do the replacements look like? I'm going to I'm gonna imagine that they're all pretty good. Just a guess. Uh, Texas A&M on SEC Network Plus at 4 p.m. Eastern time. We get our first look at what Bobby Petrino has done to help Jimbo's offense. Uh, we know Connor Wegman is QB1. What does the rest of this team look like after such a subpar 2022 campaign? South Carolina is on SEC Network Plus at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Reports out of Columbia have made it seem like Spencer Adler has been continuing his seller play from the end of last season. Will the inconsistencies from early last season and, of course, his time at Oklahoma, are those going to show up under the lights Saturday night in Columbia? We got a lot of football to watch on Saturday, guys. All right, look, that is going to wrap up this edition of Winning Cures Everything. Uh, shorter show than usual, but... We had some things that we had to hit on. Again, if you haven't already, click that like button for me. Make sure that you are subscribed to the channel and the podcast. Uh, tell a friend about it. Share the show out. Remember the goal. Like, I'm trying to get to 10,000 subscribers this year. Uh, also, jump in the comments. I want to know what you guys think about everything that we discussed today. So make sure that you get signed up over at BetUS. As always, if there is something that you want to talk to me about uh, or that you want to talk or that you want me to talk about on the show, Go ahead and hit me up. Like we, we can consider this a mailbag thing. I know a bunch of other podcasts do it. Uh, if you have any questions that you would like for me to answer on the show, hit me up on Twitter at GaryWCE, or you can email me, Gary at winningcureseverything.com. Uh, or as I mentioned, you can always toss it in the comments on YouTube or a podcast review on Apple Podcast. Whatever way you do it, I'll do my best to make sure that I get back to you. Uh, I hope all of you have wonderful weekends. Wonderful weekends. I think it's going to be beautiful here in Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, we will see what ends up happening. And so with that said, uh, let's go on and get out of here. Until next time, take care of yourself. Take care of each other. God bless college football and hopefully all of your tickets cash this week. Thanks for listening to Winning Cures Everything. Make sure and subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. And make sure to leave a nice five-star review. You can follow Gary on Twitter, at GaryWCE. And the show is at Winning Cures. Be sure to check out the merch in our web store and share the show.